Kiddushim Daflam Rechayat, the last thing we're discussing, that mitzvot that only apply in Eretz Yisrael. We saw that according to the first Baita of Rabbi Shmael, that whenever it says the word uh, it, uh, and it says Moshev, Moshev Otechem, the mitzvah applies only after Bnei Yisrael inherited the land. According to the second Baita, only just the word Moshev. And we discussed the differences, and we discussed why it says the word Moshev by Shabbat, by Chelev and Dam, by Matzan Maror, by Tefillin, and Peter Hamor. And with that, we're going to start Lamed Zayin Amud a bit. Four lines from the bottom, the last word on the line, Bishlama. So the Gemara says, Bishlama leman amar Moshev bechol makom sha'atem yoshvim ashma'at. You know, according to Rabbi Eliezer, not Rabbi Ishmael, according to Rabbi Eliezer, according to him, everywhere it says the word Moshev, it means anywhere that you sit, even outside of Eretz Yisrael, you have, the mitzvah applies, and therefore you have to do Hadash, you're not allowed to eat the new grain before the Korban Omer, even outside of Eretz Yisrael, I understand him. Why? Because they ate from the land after Pesach, meaning Mimahorat Pesach Achul. After Pesach, meaning after Korban Omer, Tedzain and Nisan, that's when they ate the new grain. Meikara, but before Tedzain Nisan, Lo Achul didn't eat the new grain. So here you have it. The, the Yisur of Hadash applied straight from the beginning. Didn't have to wait fourteen years for that. Alma, what I learned from here. Akruva Omer veAdar Achul. First they gave Korban Omer and then they ate. But according to the other rabbi, I mean, Rabbi Shmael, who learned from the word Moshav, that they, they were not Asur in Hadash until uh, after they inherited the land, let them eat right away. Why do they have to wait till Tedzain and Nisan? Meaning, technically, they could eat it right away. So the Gemara explains, really, they didn't need it, meaning they had enough uh, food left over. And the Ritva explains, based on a Tosfot in Masechet Roshana, that when they came to Israel, they whatever grain they found, they took and they made matzah with it. So what do you mean they had leftovers? So the, so the Ritva explains the Gemara over here, that from at what point did they start eating from the grain of Eretz Yisrael without it being Asur? And that's when we went to say uh, the 16th. And we said, yeah, but uh, they should have ate right away. And we said, okay, they really technically could have, but uh, they had leftovers. It says, B'nai Israel ate the man 40 years until they came to Israel. And, they, and then the other part of the Pasuk says they ate the man until they reached the edge of Eretz Kenan. Meaning right outside of it. So if you can't say until they got to Eretz Israel, the the other side of the Jordan River, which is the important part, because it said until they ate the they ate the man until they reached the edge of Eretz Kenan, which which means right before they crossed the the, the river. On the other hand, you can't say. Until the edge of Eretz Kenan, because it says until they got to Israel. So Haket said, which one is it? So the Gemara explains. Moshe passed away on the seventh of Adar, and at that point the man stopped coming down. Ben 
and they were eating whatever was left over from the man until the 16th of Nisan. So again, they walk into Eretz Yisrael, let's say Ayarev Pesach, maybe the 13th or 14th of Nisan. They had some months to left over, and that's why they didn't eat the, the Hadash until the 16th of Nisan, until after Korban Omer. It was more a practical thing rather than a halakha thing. Now, by the way, two points to bring out. Number uh, number one is that Tosfot explains the the opposite that Eretz Noshavit is uh, the area of Sihon and Og, and because it's it, it's close to the Midbar, but it's settled people live there. Ketzer Eretz Kenan was actually the border of Eretz Kenan, uh, so he explains it differently. Number two, um, the, the question is how did they have man left over. The Chorah went out leave it over from the man. So the Sfat Emet explains that Moshe Rabbeinu passed away on Shabbat, so therefore it came on Friday and it was allowed to be left over till Shabbat. And once it's left over till Shabbat, it could be left over even more. And Rabbi Yashiv explains that whatever was left on purpose, that's part of the sin. But anything left over due to a miracle is not part of the sin. Then you have the Briskaravo explains that when the man stopped coming down, then the Isur of leaving over also stopped. Okay, so good. I thought those points would be interesting. Tanya Idach, we have another Braita. This is in regards to the man. They really ate it forty years minus thirty days. Remember, there was uh, the first thirty days when they left Egypt. Whatever matzah that they brought from Egypt lasted them a whole month. So it's not exactly forty years. It's thirty nine and eleven months. Ella the Gemara explains. Rather, the Hidush is that the matzot that they brought with them out of Egypt had the man flavor in a sense where they didn't need to use the the, the bathroom after after eating it. So the flavor of the man was already from Tetvav Nisan, the day they left Egypt. And Tanya Idak we have another Brayta. Beadar met Moshe, Beadar Nolad. Moshe passed away and was born on the seventh of Adar. Beadar met. How do we know that he died on the seventh of Adar? Shneemar says Bayamot Sham Moshe Avil Hashem. Moshe passed away there. Hanevo Uchtiv Vayipku Benesel Moshe Barbot Mav Shloshim Yom. It says Benesel cried from thirty days. Uchtiv. And it says right after that, because after Moshe passed away, then it says, um, uh, Yeshua, uh, get up, I want you to take these people into Israel. And Hashem spoke to uh, Yeshua only the day after the 30 days are up, because there's no nevuah when someone is sad. So once we finished mourning for Moshe, then Hashem spoke to Yeshua. It says, so Hashem told Yoshua, go prepare B'nai Israel. go tell them three more days we're going to get into Eretz Israel. we're going to pass the Jordan River, it says B'nai Israel got up from the Jordan River on the 10th of Nisan, so here you have it, 30 days of mourning plus three days from when Hashem spoke to Yeshua till they crossed. So subtract 33 days from the 10th of Nisan. So here you have it, on the 7th of Adar, Moshe passed away.
And Tosafot gets into it. When exactly did Hashem speak to Yahshua? Was it on day 30? And Miksatayon Kikulo, part of the day is as if it's the whole day. And that's if the Evel stopped in the morning. And then he spoke to him. Or was it the next day? And Yahshua spoke to Ben Israel that day. Interesting to spot. Now, so how do we know Moshe was born on the 7th of Adar? I'm 120 years old today. I cannot go and come back. There's no reason for the word Hayom. Just say I'm 120 years old. What's Why do you need that extra word it comes to teach us that Hashem fills up the days of the tzaddikim from day to day, month to month. I'm going to fill up the days of your life. Meaning, Moshe is telling them, I'm exactly 120 years old today. Today was my birthday. Now, the Gemara is going to go back to Mitzvot Teluyot Ba'aretz. Tanya, Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai Omer, Shalosh mitzvot nitztavu Israel b'chnisatan la'aretz. B'nei Israel were commanded three mitzvot when they got to Israel. Number one was the Hadash, eating the new grain after the Korban Omer, or Allah, waiting three years before eating a new, uh, the fruit from a new tree. Vekilaim, uh, cross uh, breeding with plants. Venohagot ben ba'aretz ben bechutzal la'aretz, and and these three mitzvot they apply in and out of Israel. Ve'uadin shein hago, and it makes sense that that you should do these mitzvot. Number one is because by hadash the new grain it says moshav anywhere where you settle that's where you have to keep this mitzvah of hadash. Or land kilaim I learned from a kalvahomer from hadash because ma hadash hadash is a very simple isur. She'en isuro isur olam. Its prohibition is not forever, it's only until Tedzayin Misan. And then you can eat it. any isuro And there's no problem with benefiting from it, so I can give it to an animal to eat. And, you know, after Tedzayin Misan, it's going to be mutar, once the Omer is given. And it's noheg ben ba'aretz ben v'chutz la'aretz. It applies in and out of Israel. Kilaim she isuran, isuro olam kilaim. Someone planted, let's say, grape and wheat together. The isur is forever. Ve'isuran isur hana'a. They'll never become mutar, and you cannot have any benefit. You can't give it to an animal, right? Ve'en heter isuran. They'll never become mutar. And hagu ben ba'aretz ben v'chutz la'aretz. All the more so. Called the Homer that it should apply in and out of Israel. And same thing, there's a call the Homer over here in Orla in two ways. It's Asur Bahana'a, no benefit. And number two, there you have to wait three years in order for it to be mutar. Now that's the way Rashi explained it. Tosfot says that doesn't make sense because if a fruit came out on the year on year one. Even if it lasted two, three more years, it's still never going to be mutar. It's always asur. So Tosfor explains, either we're talking about fruits that grew on year four and they're, they're mutar if you redeem them. He brings the perush of Rabenu Yom Tov, who explains that you're allowed to plant a tree even though it's going to become an orla. Rabenu Moshe from Pontaiza says, if betin shorten heshvan and kislev, then the 15th of Shevat will will come out earlier. And uh, then he brings Zuri, who explains that we're not talking about the fruit, we're talking about the tree itself. Either way, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai says that Hadash Orlan Kilayim are no in Israel and outside of Israel. 
And Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Elazar, the son of Rabbi Shimon, argues on his father, and Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Shimon, Omer, Kol mitzvah shenitztavu Yisrael kodem kenisatan laaretz, any mitzvah that Bnei Yisrael were commanded before they came into Eretz Yisrael, noheged ben baaretz, ben bechutz alaretz, it applies in or outside of Eretz Yisrael. Lehar kenisatan laaretz, if they got the commandment after they came into Eretz Yisrael, ena noheged ela baaretz, it's only for Eretz Yisrael chutz, min hashmatat kesafim veshiluach avadim, except for the stopping of loans that happens on a sh- uh, happens at the end of a Shemitah year, and the freeing of slaves that happens on a Yovel year. Because even though it only started and they were only commanded after they came to Eretz Yisrael, it, it happens in and out of Eretz Yisrael. And what comes out of this is that according to Rabbi Shimon, Hadash Ola and Kilayim happen everywhere. And according to Rabbi Al-Azhar, Hadash is noheg in, in only in Eretz Yisrael, and Orlan Kilaim happen even outside of Eretz Yisrael, either it's a Derabanan or Halachal Moshe Misinayim, we'll explain later. Now, the Gemara has a question on Rabbi Elazar and Rabbi Shimon. Hashmatat kesafim chovat agufi, meaning the loans stopping after Shemitah year, that's a, that's a mitzvah that goes on someone's body. It's not something that has to do with the land. So, of course, it's a mitzvah that was commanded before they came into Eretz Yisrael. So, the Gemara explains, Rabbi Azab Rabbi Shimon needed to tell us this because of the following Braitah. The Tanya, Rabbi Omer, devara shemita shamot. It says, uh, this, uh, this is the, the mitzvah of Shemitah, and it says to stop. So, we're talking about two stoppings. One, you're not allowed to work on the land, so you have to stop work on the land. And the other one is stopping loans. And the drasha is, At a time where you stop working the land, that's when you stop uh, loans. And at a time that you don't stop working on the land, when Bnei Israel were in the desert, or after the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed, and the Bnei Israel were not on the land, then you don't need to do the stopping of loans. So, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon, holds like this, that in the desert, they never had this mitzvah of stopping loans, because the Shemitah of the land didn't start yet. So now, the Gemara says, why are we comparing the stopping of loans to to stop working on the land only when it happens? Why don't we say, Why are you learning it for when things happen? Meaning, when during the time where there's a Shemitah of land, there's a, there's a Shemitah of loans. Why do you learn that way? Say, maybe it's not about when rather than where. And say, in a place where you stop working, Eretz Yisrael, okay, you stop loans. In a place that you don't stop working on the land, which is outside of Israel, you don't stop loans. Meaning, what makes you say that, that we're talking about when and not where? So that's why Talmud Omar, that's why the rest of the Pasuk, the end of that Pasuk of Zedivara Shemitah Shemot says, Talmud Omar Kikara Shemitah Lahashem Mikol Makom. It says, the, the, the Shemitah comes and it mikomakom. It doesn't make a difference where. And that Pasuk is talking about uh, loans. And it's coming to tell me that loans stop. It doesn't make a difference where you are. It says, uh, everywhere. 
So now, here's the second question on Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon. He also said, Shiluah Avadim, that all the, all the mitzvot that are connected to the land, um, you said the freeing of slaves on a Yovel. Well, it's Hovata Gufi. It's on a person's body. It has nothing to do with the land. So the Gemara uh, explains Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon. Achamina, I would have thought, you shall call freedom in the land to all its inhabitants. Maybe this freeing of slaves only happens in Israel, not outside of Israel. That's why you need the word Yobel he to tell me that no matter where you are, Yobel comes, slaves go free. So if that's the case, Imken Matamud Lomarabaritz, and what do you need the word Baritz for? So he'll tell you it has, has nothing to do with where you do it. It's rather Bismansha Deror Noheg Baaretz at the time where this freedom happens in Eretzel, meaning during the time of the Beit Hamikdash where there's a Yovel, Bnei Israel sitting on their land, and there's a Yovel, then Noheg Bachutzalatz, then it applies outside of Israel. However, in Deror Noheg Baaretz, if we if Bnei Israel are in exile and there's no Yovel. Then in Onoheg Bihutzalaritz, and the Ovel doesn't apply outside of Israel, and I don't have to free my slaves when if I'm outside of Israel at Yovel here. Next. The Gemara is gonna go back to the Dean of Orla, Kilaim, Hadash, and outside of Israel, and it brings us different opinions. Tenanatam, we learned Masekh Orla, he Hadash Asurmina Torah, Bihol Makom. The Hadash eating the new grain before Korban Omer is Asur everywhere from the Torah, even Chutz La'aretz. Or La, fruits of a tree under three years old, you're not allowed to eat it outside of Eretz Yisrael, is a halacha, and we're understanding so far halacha Moshe Messinai, and Ve'akil Aim, when you plant two different uh, uh, fruits and vegetables together, that's Asur outside of Yisrael, Midiverse Ofrim, it's a Derabanan. Now, we said uh, Orla is halacha. My halacha, what does that mean, halacha? So, Amar Vidama Shemuel, it's Helcheta Medina. It's one of those halachot that were placed by ram- rabbis as a humrah, meaning it's just a stringency. It's not a real, even derabanan. And therefore, if someone uh, does it, okay, you don't get punished for it. And if someone's sick, you could actually give them to eat. You don't have to be mahmir. And Ula Amar, Rabbi Yohanan, no, it's a halakha Moshe Messina. It's something that's been passed over from generation to generation for many years, going all the way back to Moshe. And the idea is that uh, all halachot were really given to Moshe and Har Sinai. It's just if there's a way to be Doresh them, whether it's a drashan, a pasuk, or whether it's one of the 13 ways where Doresh the Torah, fine, then we'll, we'll just throw it on that. But if we can't, if we don't have any logic, no drasha, no logistical way of learning, none of the, it doesn't go with the principles of the Torah, then we have to just end off saying it's halakha le Moshe, misinai. And amar de ula le viuda. Ula told le viuda. Bishlama le didi. Makes sense according to me. Damina halakha le Moshe, misinai. I hold it's halakha le Moshe, misinai. That ula is asur outside of Israel. Hainu de shani land bin safek ula le safek kilaim. Okay, now I understand the difference between orla, the safek of ula and safek of kilaim. Ditnan. We learned that safek orla. We have a tree. We're not sure if it's it's under the age of three, over the age of three. We're we're not sure. And a goy went and picked fruits, and he brought it to us, and we don't know from which fruit. Is it if it's baaretz? It's asur because it's safek of mitzvah from the Torah. Safek doraita lechumra. 
Besuria. Surya is uh, is the north part of Eretz Israel, Syria, which was annexed by David Melech and Yoav ben Siruya at war. Besuria mutar. If there's a safek, you're allowed to safek. Goy brought it to us. Since it's a safek, mutar. Bechutza la'aretz, outside of Eretz Israel, yored velokeach, ubilvad shelo yirenu loket. A Jew is allowed to go to the goy and buy the fruits from the goy as long as you don't see the goy actually picking the fruits. But you're allowed to actually go buy. He doesn't just bring it to you, you can actually go buy. Now, that's in regards to Orla. By Kilaim we learned, if you have a vineyard, which is grapes, which if someone planted some sort of vegetable over there, let's say uh, spinach, kale, lettuce, something like that. And and someone selling this vegetable outside the vineyard, well, it's in Israel, it's a sword, it's a fake, it's a totally mutar. It's a sword. You could tell the goy to go pick the fruits. As long as the Jew doesn't pick the fruits, you could have the goy do it in front of your face, not a problem. So you see that there's a leniency by Kilaim more than Orlav, because it makes sense. According to what I'm saying, it's the halachal Moshe Misinai. So we're going to be more mahmir by Orla. Where uh, we're gonna outside of Israel, we're gonna allow it as long as you don't see the goy picking it. And by Kilaim, outside of Israel, if the the goy did it in front of your face, it's okay as long as you don't do it. So you see that there's a difference. One's halacha, one's a drabanan. I get it. There's a difference. But according to you, you wanted to say that Orla outside of Eretz Israel is one of those like chumrot. It was one of those uh, strict things that. Uh, that we just you know added on, but there's no real isur. Then nitni, then then the rules should be consistent. Meaning, if hachamim were just being strict, and let's be strict the way we are in regards to kilayim. In both cases, I should be only able to buy as long as I don't see him picking it. Or in both cases. I should be able to watch him uh, take the fruits as long as I don't do it myself. Meaning, be consistent. So, Rav Yudah answered, Well, Ha'amad Shmuel, Rav Yudah talked in the name of Shmuel. So, uh, he explains that Shmuel told Rav Anan, Rav Anan was the one who set up the Mishnayot for Shmuel, Tene, Oze Vize Yored Velokeh, Oze Vize Yored Velokeh. So, Shmuel actually told Rav Anan, yeah, the Braithot uh, or the Mishnahot are uh, mis- mistaken. You have to fix it. Either in both cases you go and buy without watching him uh, p- pick the fruit, or in both cases pick the fruits without uh, actually doing it yourself. But it has to be consistent. Meaning, we already thought about this problem and we already fixed it. Now, he taught this Mishnah, he was very lenient, and he said, In both cases, outside of Israel, you could go and uh, and watch him pick it as long as you don't do it yourself. And Amar Levi Shmuel, Levi told Shmuel, Levi was the most lenient. Aryoch, he told him, uh, he called him like, like a king. He, uh, he, he's a big time hacham, he's someone's hashub. Sapek li v'ana echul. You could go yourself and pick these safek uh, or love for me outside of Israel, as long as not in front of me, and put it in front of me and I'll eat it. Meaning he's even allowing a Jew to do it. They would bring for each other. 
meaning as long as they're not doing each other uh, favors that you have to pay back, that's already too much, then you're having Hana'a with Orla. But, you know, if this one if just put it in front of his house, not expecting anything, and then the other one put it in front of the other one's house, not expecting anything, that's allowed. So you see all these rabbis held like Shmuel, like Shmuel. it's just the Humrah, and in the case where you're not sure, it's allowed. Um, but according to Rabbi Yohanan, who said before that Ola outside of Israel is a surah from the Torah, then you would not be able to take. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Ola, Amen, Amen.